Hey everybody, welcome to another Kuyu Live event. I'm here with a good friend of mine, Chad Mendez. How's good it going? Good to see you, man. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, glad to be here. You've been busy. I have, man. It's been a crazy fall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're going to, Chad and I are going to talk a little bit about what he's been up to, what he has coming up, a little bit about his business, Fins and, friend, uh, fins and Feathers. Fins and Feathers. Fins and Feathers. <laughs> fins and Feathers. And, uh, and then we'll be taking questions along the way. I know there's a lot of questions people have probably around what you've been up to and what you have coming up with. Cool. With the get back in the in the cage in UFC. And, uh, but do a little bit of business. I just want to highlight a new product we launched today, um, the new Bino Harness system that we have, and made some nice changes to the existing Bino Harness, really to accept some, some accessories in a, in a way that allows you to carry things and switch things out pretty efficiently. Just a couple changes we made to the system. We added our spacer mesh we use in our pack just to really add breathability when, the, when it lays up against your chest. It's the same space we mesh we put on our shoulder straps. Uh, and then we added hook and loop on the, on the bottom of the bino harness. And this allows for our rangefinder, uh, the new rangefinder that came out with the hook on the back side of it. You can attach it now right to the bottom of your bino harness. It's a great place to carry it. It's what I like versus putting on the side, easier access. Um, and then you can switch it out. And then when I'm rifle hunting, and I don't need a rangefinder like I do when I'm bow hunting. I use the one on my binoculars. It's a great place to carry your bullets. That's cool. Yeah, I'll get you one of these. Yeah, I up. need one of those. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. So take a look at that. It's out on the site and launched today. Nice. So you had a heck of a year. Oh, dude, it's been crazy. I uh, Most importantly, I just got married. I know. So to an amazing the, girl. I've, yeah, I've she's awesome. i to get to know her. She's yep. I don't know what lies you told her. But keep telling <laughs> I got her. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, when you, you guys just got married this summer, right? Yeah, it was August 5th, and I had to make sure it was right before hunting season. So yeah, we're... <laughs> time is so bad. I got married on the 18th of July for the same reason. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, we got to plan it, right? Of course, yeah. of course. Um, but, well, congratulations. Yeah, thank That's you. That's awesome. That was fun. So planning all the fins and feathers trips and, and a lot of my personal hunting trips, I've just had to keep in mind the wife is at home sure. but i mean she's pretty understanding it's been a damn it's good a year. challenge i mean yeah. i run the same thing work-life balance you yeah know? and i've got kids and being a dad being a husband running the business for sure. I travel a lot for for just supply chain and meetings and then i'm, I'm doing a lot of hunting it's a it's hard to balance oh out. yeah just juggling it yeah so it seems like you're making the most <clears throat> of your time out of the cage yep. away from the ufc um, and really building your fins and feather business. Take me, take everyone through kind of what fins and feathers is and what makes it unique and special and how it works. So, so fins and feathers is a business me and a really good buddy of mine started. Um, you know, I would say probably four or five years ago. Um, you know, we started coming up with some type of ideas. That, you know, I know I can't fight forever, so you know, I wanted to create something that I can make money doing something I absolutely love to do, which is being in the outdoors, yeah. Yeah, hunting, fishing, and just hanging out with cool people yep. that love the same things that I love. So, you know, we ended up coming up with Fins and Feathers. So what it is, we call it like a celebrity hunt service. Sure. So I put together, I think we have 15 different celebrity pro staff okay, members right now. now. Yep. Awesome. We have a lot of UFC fighters. We have pro baseball, basketball, football players, actors, uh, some PBR guys. Um, nice. um, just a cool mix of different sure. celebrities and athletes. Um, and what we do is we put together a year-long schedule, um, and we do different trips all over the world. We go as far as New Zealand for red stag and okay. stuff like that. We do Nevada mule deer antelope. We do uh, mule deer in Utah, okay. Colorado elk, um, alligators, crocodiles, like, all kinds of crazy stuff, you know. And so we'll put together the full year-long schedule. 
and we'll add like one or two of the celebrities on each of those trips, okay. book it up with clients, and they'll go hang out, get to hunt, fish, whatever the trip is with those celebrities, oh, cool. and just kind of make it a new, you know, unique experience. Yeah, you could, you know, hire an outfitter anywhere in the world, sure. you know, and it's pretty much the same thing. You know, you're going there, you're hanging out with the outfitter, you, you harvest an animal, and that's it. Yep, exactly. Now you're getting to do it with someone that you might watch on TV, someone yep. that you look up to in a sport. Um, you know, you might a cool concept. Yeah, you get to see them in a meet and greet. You shake their hand, maybe take a picture, and then that's it. Yeah, exactly. Like hunting brings people together. It's so much of a personal level. True? Yeah, so you really get to know somebody. Yeah, when you go hunting. Exactly, somebody. and uh, it's so just a good, good bonding bad. experience. Yeah, I you know. Right? Yeah. So yeah, we created fins and feathers, and just yeah. And so been, it seems like it's really. Yeah. How long? Because it's been what two years? Two we launched years? at the end of 2015. So um, it's, I mean, it's really grown. It seems yeah, like the last two the years. Number hunts are going on. I noticed how how fun events you guys are getting booked up. And yep. It's really taken off. So. Yeah, we doubled. I think 2016 we had. Um, uh, our set trips, and then I doubled it from 16 to 17, and and booked everything out. So awesome! It was, 18 looks like another yeah busy year. It is, and I think I'm going to step it back a bit just because I'm going to get back into the octagon and fight. Um, after sure, I'll be sending a lot of the celebrities on a lot of the trips, and I'm just going to have to be sitting home, <laughs> twiddling my thumbs, jealous. But you know, that's that's the whole business model sure. for me. Was you know when I'm still fighting, if I can get this up and running and start it. You know, I have those other celebrities to send yep. on the trips. The last two years was cool because I got to go on a lot of them. And I, I have worked with the outfitters. I trust them. I know that they're, um, you know, someone that I can send one of the celebrities on with clients with me not being there and trust and, that it's going to yeah. go the way it's supposed to. Well, for clients, we do with our, our customers, if they want to book something, there's a lot of choices. And like any business, there's good people to go with and bad exactly. people. Exactly. For you guys to be able to vet that out, know they're going to have a great experience. Yep. In advance, that's pretty. That's a cool concept. Yeah, it's been fun. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Plus, you like you said, you get to take advantage of what you're doing now and be able to build a business for the future. Which you know, I was an ex professional athlete, and when my career ended with my broken neck, I was like, oh my god, I got to figure out what to do yeah. now. Right? Uh -huh. and I struggled until I figured out uh, to get into this business and, like you said, do something you, you love and you're passionate about. That's yeah. awesome. Um, do you guys? Have, uh, so, if someone wants to book a hunt. What's the best way to do it? So finsandfeathers.com, and fins and feathers is both spelled with a Z. I don't know if you guys can see this on my hat, but it's really creative. Yeah. Fins and feathers spelled with a Z. Uh, we have our schedule up there. We're working on our 2018 schedule right now. Yeah. We usually launch it um, towards the end of the year, so like um, usually December, December, or if we don't do it yeah. at the end of the year, it'll be right the first of January. And once we launch it, I'll have it all over my social media. Cool. Um, people can go on the website and just look at all the trips and start booking up. Yeah, nice. And so you've had an amazing fall. I've noticed yeah. all the pictures. I've seen like every time I go in your, I turn on Instagram, you're hunting somewhere else, <laughs> shooting something else. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, take take us through what some of the hunts you did this year. You yeah, I mean, this it. year has, I mean, obviously with the time on my hands and and being able to really focus on getting into the outdoor world and just making a name and trying to build a brand in the outdoor sure. world, I've just spent so much time and energy on it. Um, and I've been completely blessed, man. I feel very lucky this year to have been able not only just to go on the trips, but the luck that I've had on these it's trips. That's amazing. Um, the, the elk that I got this year was the, the biggest elk that I've ever killed. What did um, that end up scoring? Like 379 and some change, yeah. That was in Utah, right? Utah over the counter. Um, got that with my bow. That was an incredible trip. Um, right after that, I was uh, in yeah, Alberta, Blaise, Canada. Blaze, you pulled that up? Oh, yeah, that's the bull right there. Yeah. So, um Perfect top of the heart shot. He went, I don't know, forty yards and was done right there. So quick, awesome. quick kill. I got to watch it all happen. Bowl, yeah, three eighty class bowls. Oh yeah. yeah. And so 
got the freezer full of all the elk meat, which yeah. I absolutely love to. That's another thing that I love about being able to hunt and, and being an outdoorsman. You know, having the freezer, I have two, two and a half, I have a fridge with the freezer up top, but two full freezers full of meat. And through my training camps, through I mean, I basically live off the wild game that I that I kill. I, I create awesome new recipes. Like look look stuff up that I can kind of copy the same thing with a beef recipe yep. and just add ground elk yeah, or elk steaks. Or, yeah, I same love thing. it, man. That's yeah. like I live it's clean. For it. It's healthy. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's true organic free range. That yep. you pay a lot of money for, it, but even better. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So. The Utah trip was awesome. Then I went to Alberta. So I've, I've been wanting to do a spot and stock archery Alberta hunt for yeah, a long time I now. I have too. I haven't done that. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. Was a lot of deer, too. <laughs> a lot right? of deer. There's actually a lot of elk. We saw a lot of moose. But I just had a mule deer tag. Actually, I had a white tail tag, too, but was focused on the mule deer. Yeah. And uh, I went up there and met with a great group of, uh, group of guys. Um, they have a show up there called The Fever. Okay. So we yep. filmed it for their show. It'll be on up there in Canada. Nice. And then uh, I'm we're doing a video that I'm going to be able to put up on my YouTube oh, cool. of the show because that show's not aired here in the yeah. in the states. So let us that, know when you launch. Yeah, it. that we'll, way people we'll link it out to our awesome. Heck our yeah. customers for sure. That's the deer there. That's the one from Utah. Okay. The, the one that I got in Alberta had a dropper. There he is, oh, right there. Uh, <clears> nice buck. Uh, he. Uh, I, and I honestly didn't even know he had a dropper. So I. I was sneaking up. <laughs> yeah, I was sneaking up on these deer that we had spotted a ways away, and they were bedded up next to um, like a little tule patch in a cut um, canola field. Okay. So there's like nothing no, to yeah, hide. That's behind. a hunting, yeah. I yeah. know the eastern plains of Colorado last year. It's there's tough. Out there. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. you're like belly crawling and just sneaking. Yeah, really creative. And, on you know, yeah. And I actually thought they were up and over um, another hill, so I'm kind of I'm, I'm being quiet, but not like scanning as much sure. as I should have. And I'm like just watching where my feet. I'm stepping. I'm being quiet. I'm stepping over these, you know, big cut canola lanes. And I step over and I look up and like forty. I think it was forty-seven yards. That buck is laying there, just staring at me. Like, uh, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, oh crap. And I didn't even know what he was. I just could tell he was a good, good buck, buck, looked yeah. like a mature deer. And so I range him forty-seven. Clip on my release. Pull back, and he stands up. And he's staring straight at me, and I'm like, I can't take this shot. I'm just sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. And uh, I have my cameraman that's over the top of me, probably 30 yards behind yeah. me. And he's just on me because he can't even see the deer. Yeah. And I wait, and as soon as this deer turns broadside, hammered him. And uh, you see the buck run out in the screen like with me standing there yeah. watching him, and then the buck tips over, oh, really? and I just like, throw my hands oh, up. That's awesome. It was pretty cool it. footage, yeah. That's so, so. T- I love spotting and yeah, stocking mule deer. It's what I grew up doing. It's so know, fun. In California and in Nevada. It's, mm-hmm. it's something about big mule deer that's just different. Oh, yeah. I mean, even the sheep hunting, the mule deer to me is just a different species, especially the bow man. Oh, yeah. It's, it's awesome. The, it's the horn porn. I can't <laughs> handle it. I know, I know. <laughs> and they taste damn good, too. They do. They do. No, that's cool. Um, <clears throat> great, great to hear the business is progressing the way it is. It's not surprising. I know how hard you worked at it. and. Um, I know how much you love it, and oh, that's yeah. usually what leads to something being successful is the person driving it, their love and their passion towards it. I that's agree. Awesome. I agree. So we've got uh, UFC's come back into your life this next year. Yep. What's what do you think? You know, kind of you know, what's what's timing wise, and and kind of what do you know at this point? So we'll be back in the octagon either end of May or beginning of June okay. is what we're shooting for. Um, I don't and know how long you've been. How long has it been since you've been? Um, since you took, little over two years. Okay. is what it'll be. That's so. probably because when you stepped out, you were 31? Uh, 30. 30. Sorry, th- yeah, I was 31. 31. You're right. And yep. you'd, you'd talk to me about it. Like at that time in your life, you're like, God, I'm just, I've been training since I was eight. Mm-hmm. Five. You, 
five. Since you were five. Yeah, That's was, like my son, right? Yeah. Then you were a collegiate wrestler, and then you got in the UFC, and it's been most of your life. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like 20, and like 24 years or something, I'd never taken, never taken a year off. Yeah, Like exactly. always, from five years old, there was never an off time. Yeah, up that's until a, I mean, that is a, a long time to be committed to athletics, and that type of athletics is just so intense and so hard on your body mm. and your joints. Um, and I know you talked about, God, I just, you know, I'm kind of going through a stage where I'm, I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the break good mentally? It's got to be great. I know it's great physically, but yeah. it's got to be good to get out. And do you feel kind of recharged and remotivated at this point? Yeah, I mean, I think both mentally and physically it's been so great for me. Yeah. Um, just being able to step away from it, let my body heal. I had bumps and bruises, broken the tops of my foot. You know, just there were so many things that just never had time to heal. It was yeah. like you go from a training camp, take like a week or two off, and jump right back into yeah. another one, and you just. It seems yeah. like UFC, you kind of always have to stay in shape because, like, the you McGregor fight, know. you got to call two yeah. weeks before, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's not a training camp, which fighting a fight like that, you want to have a full camp, but you don't have the luxury sometimes. Yeah. You got to yep. take the fight if you can get it. Yep. Um, and so you never really get to just let your body heal. Yeah, yeah you're just exactly. always there's always something that's injured or bumped, bruised, or something like Seems that. Like so, it. I mean, that's just I think that just goes with the sport. I mean, it sucks, but that's yeah. part of it. But um, yeah, I mean, I think just having the time off, being able to mentally kind of step away from it, yep. let everything recharge. Like I have that drive again. Like I was feeling burnt. Yeah, no, I'll be I honest. Like, about I, that. Yeah, like, dude, I'm just not at the end. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get and it. I think. I mean, this is a type of sport you can't half-ass. I mean, you have to be yeah, it's too 100%. Yeah, you're going to get hurt if you're not. Exactly. You're, Everyone's yeah. too good. Yep. So I think taking the time off, getting fins and feathers up and running, I have the the comfortability now of knowing that that business is up and running, and I have something, no matter what, to fall back, to on. Fall back on. You know, yeah. and being able to have that confidence to where you can go in there and just have fun. You go through a training camp now, you have fun. You know, it's not so much pressure on you yeah. all the time to, oh, I have to win, I have to win, I got to make these pennies, I got to make these pennies, sure. you know. And so it's just, I think it's going to be a completely different Chad Mendez, and I'm excited to get back in there. Yeah, I know. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I can't wait um, to see it. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I know I'm excited about it. I know a lot of people are excited about it. Let's take a little break and see what questions are coming in. Okay. Yes, we've got quite a few. Everyone's wanting to see the new Hoy bow. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> How do you know? Oh, you already posted it. I saw yeah. it. It's sick. Yeah. I'm getting one, too. Yeah, they're awesome. I'm just a little bummed I don't have mine before yours. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you know over there? Yeah, Jeremy. Jeremy's my hookup. Jeremy's supposed to hook me up, too. <laughs> so what Come on, thoughts? Jeremy. What are your thoughts on, on that bow? Um, I've actually only been able to shoot it maybe five or six times, just getting it dialed. And so far, it is hands down the best bow I've ever shot. Super smooth. Like, everything is just what it's supposed to be what you guys have heard if you guys haven't heard any of the reviews yet look at um knock on tv i know um uh he's done some reviews and stuff like that and i I think he just killed a buck with it too so he's going to do a podcast podcast too but um unbelievable bow yeah the just the updates they made to it they're just showing me awesome yeah it's i'm excited to get it all dialed in and start hunting with it i have the whitetail hunts coming up in a couple weeks so I'm hoping I can get it all dialed in and set before I can I'm sure head will. out. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to spend a lot of time on it from yeah, now till then. Yeah. So that's awesome. We'll see. What else you got, McCabe? Uh, another question came in for Chad on Instagram from Christopher McHugh. Wants to know what boots you're wearing. Um, these are Ariat boots. Super fancy. Oh ones. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you guys could even let's, see those. Let's zoom in on those. That's cool. They're nice. Wow. Wow. Well, these are ostrich. Nothing but the best. That's right. Look at those things. I need a pair of those. 
Yeah, those are they're nice. They're, I wish I would have went the wide. My foot's a little tight in there. I need Dude, what to... size are those? Those twelves? <laughs> no. Thirteens. <laughs> <laughs> if he thinks that's what size they are, I'm not even gonna tell him what they really are. <laughs> come on, come on. They're a nine. <laughs> that sounds dumb. As I thought, I thought it would be like sixes. <laughs> Sorry. Come on, dude! <laughs> oh man! Well, don't make me uh, don't make you stand up. Me, yeah. Sure. You don't want that. What else we got? Uh, Josh Redman asked, "What's been your favorite hunt this year?" Oh man, that's a tough one. I think. I mean, I've had quite a few really fun ones through fins and feathers. Just being able to hang out with all the clients and like do those. We just had that big mule deer hunt in uh, Utah. That was actually one of the photos you put up. That the big wide tall buck. Um, we had, uh, I think we had 10, 10 shooters on that trip and it was unbelievable. Everybody tagged out, but one guy, um, who was just being super, super picky, not that he couldn't have, but, um, just didn't quite see what he wanted. And then when it came down to the moment of truth, he might've missed a couple of times. So we, don't want to talk about that. we won't talk about that, but so what you were hunting where in Utah, that's like open kind of field stuff. From yeah, that's photos. Southern Utah. It's Monticello. Okay. Um, and those, so a lot of it's like. Um, cedar patches, a lot of sage brush, brush, and then you'll have um, some ag fields, fields here and there. And, so they're uh, going hitting ag fields, and then, and then they'll go them bed up off. either yeah. in the sage where they just completely disappear, which is crazy. It'll be like sage is tall, and they lay down and they're gone. Yeah. Um, or those cedar patches. And yeah. when I killed him, I actually bedded him up right at first light, going in one of those cedar patches, and I sat on them all day long. And they ended up coming out in the evening, and. Uh, he came out like 900 yards, and I, I just didn't have a shot. Had to back out and come all the way around and ended up belly crawling into 220 yards, I think is what it was, really? and ended up getting in there. Nice. That was cool. Nice. Uh, this question here is for Jason. Came in from... Oh, I got a question. Yeah. <laughs> so, got it, bro. Kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I come on there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> they asked, can you elaborate on the seamless or stitchless technologies Kui was working on? I think that's coming from your video that you shot in Japan recently. Oh, the the welded mm -hmm. the welded seam technology. Um, yeah, that's a, a project in development. It's a factory that really has over there to see their capacity, the different things they can build. We're working on some cases for electronics, cameras um, that are completely uh, seam sealed through that welded technology with waterproof zips that can be um, submerged in water uh, that can handle moisture and they're light and streamlined. Compared to what's out there right now, uh, there isn't the type of designs out there that I think really f solve some of the problems that we're bringing, like we deal with, when you're bringing cameras to go film in the field and dealing with the type of conditions we deal with. And, yeah. and like Paul Bride's gone through four different cameras no over way. the five years that we worked together. He's shooting the really expensive I've seen cheap, yeah. No. And so <laughs> it really, he's the one that was complaining, and I was like, well, let's put our heads together and see if we can solve this, and that factory's going to do that. Plus, they're able to do, which I didn't understand, uh, they can do welded bags, so we're looking at building like a completely waterproof, like our Ultra 6000, no but it's all seam sealed with waterproof fabric, a waterproof zip. When you concept. say welded bags, that's just completely There's waterproof. no stitching. No way. RF weld all the seams, and then we put like a T-Zip or YKK Aqua, uh, Aqua Seal Zip that are waterproof submersible zippers, and then the bag could be literally thrown in the water. Life so if you're on float trips, you're hunting <laughs> really wet stuff. It, it won't get wet. And we can cool. do dry bags and all sorts of really cool stuff out of the factory. Nice. So stay tuned. It's, fact, it's the type of technology we've been working on finding the right, uh, right partner on that. 
Uh, this question came in from Facebook from James J. Reese, and he asked, James? why not sell the products on the Kuyu World Tour? It's, uh, it, we've had that a lot, you know. Have you seen the World Tour yeah, yeah. truck? And, and for us to manage that amount of inventory um, would be, it would require an entire another semi, <laughs> and then refilling while that thing's out on the road. I wish we could carry all the inventory, carry all the sizes, people come in and walk out with it. It could be like a true, like our store here, but it's just not, you know, logistically reasonable or possible and so we treat it like a trade shows you've seen the response to our booth at trade shows oh, yeah. mob scene because people want to touch it no, it's right oh, on. Yeah. and this is that opportunity but we're taking it to people's towns so i wish we could and i wish we could even like, have t-shirts and hats guys of us up but it's just impossible i got a question if, so yeah, yes, as far as the east coast goes for yep. kuyu are you guys going to start um, venturing as far the as far as that direction. Yeah, so or? it's a good question. Yeah. And you know, this year we want to hit our core market. Gotcha. Um, and really test the truck and make sure we had a lot of success with it. And then we're going to do a full financial analysis of it. Um, in fact, next week we're doing it, looking at the, what we learned from this year in the tour. And then my goal is to push it east, right? Gotcha. That's where the customers don't know about Kuyu. That's where people want to mm -hmm. learn it, uh, learn more about the products and the brand. Out west, we've done a really good job in this market, obviously. As you've seen when you go, oh, yeah. a lot of people wearing Kuyu, which is awesome. Yeah, I've had a few clients that are from the East Coast that come to one of our trips, just completely decked out, head to toe in Kuyu. They're like, dude, why, we need some, yeah. we need some stuff, some love out there. I'm I like, know. I'll ask them. I'll see. What we're and we're working on it. I mean, yeah. we know that that market, we've we've done a poor job as far as bringing our product out there, doing trade shows out there, or the mobile show. And you just got to start somewhere. I mean, yeah, I mean, I always believe building a brand, you got to start with your core, which is the West and what we build it for, the mountains, and then. You know, the guys out east all want it, are all hunt, coming west to hunt. Mm -hmm. They all want to hunt the mountains. We just need to do more about bringing our marketing and our products out okay. there. We are. Cool. That's a good question. Do you have any others, Chad? <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all you got? That's it? <laughs> so another one coming in from Instagram uh, from Lee Cleanow, and he asked, uh, what is your advice on someone trying to break into the outdoors industry as a career from your experience with meeting lots of people in the industry? Me or Chad? Both. Let's hear both of your guys' takes on it. I'll let you start that. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I'm I'm actually still trying to break into it and do do the same thing. Um, some of the main things I focused on are obviously representing brands in a positive way. Um, you'll get a lot of these guys that you know when it comes to hunting, you'll see a big buck on the other side of the fence that you know I got, I got to kill that because it's going to be a, a cool post or something like that. You cannot be doing that type of stuff, and you get guys that are just making bad choices. And mm -hmm. once you once you get in the habit of doing that, and you become that face, you're done. Yep. Um, so I think just representing hunting hunter, you know, um, um, outdoor brands, everything in a positive manner is is key and huge. Um, I also think for guys like that are representing brands, it's representing brands they would use regardless mm -hmm. versus yes, exactly. what they're getting paid to use. And I think that's been a as I, we don't have a pro staff here, and that's a primary reason is pro staff, to me, a lot of guys, it's where the industry started, and it was great, but they become really, they lost their credibility because one year they're promoting Nikon, mm -hmm. next year they're promoting this brand or that brand, and um, you'd say, well, what's the best? Because last year you told me this yeah, is the best, exactly. and now you're over with this brand, now you're over with this brand. Um, and, and being true to the brands you, you and building a relationship that lasts a long time because it's yep. the brands you would use regardless Exactly, they're great. Ultimately, that's, yeah, that. that's what it comes down to is, if you're if you're using a brand, you're using a product, but it's something you absolutely hate. I mean, there's no yeah. point in, like you said, now it's just becoming. Use a brand you use anyway. Exactly. Right? Yep. Like Hoyt. Yep. I mean, you know, who wouldn't want to shoot a Hoyt? Right? Exactly. Right? If you get Hoyt to sponsor you in the process, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. And as far as building, you know, getting into the industry, you know, it's um, it's a great industry. One of the things I love is the customers, what we get to do, the products we get to build. 
is you're really defining on what you would like to bring to the industry, what interests you, whether it's marketing, whether it's product design, whether it's um, you know some aspect in your business career that you think you can add to this industry and help a brand become more successful. And you know, going and becoming an expert in that, and then bring it to a company and build your way into it. And it, it's it's a hard industry to break into at times because so many mm-hmm. people want to be part of it. Mm-hmm. So many people want to be involved with it because they love hunting. Yep. You know, and I think it's it's becoming an expert in something, and then just being never giving up that opportunity, that dream to, to finally break into it. Um, and just like anything, something you want to do in life, as you know, it takes a lot of work to get there. No, it does. None of it's easy. you got to have the passion, the love, and the drive for yeah. it, and then you got to put the work in. And then it's so much better than just mm-hmm. getting a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So this one's been asked about 15 times during the live feed, Uh-oh. youth gear. I know we've covered it before. Yeah. So I developed a youth line primarily because of my son. He was like, Dad, I can't else's stuff. Right? Um, and we're working on when the timing is going to be with that. I was hoping to have it out this fall. We've delayed it again. Um, we're looking at slotting in at some time, hopefully next year. And it really for us, it's, it's making sure that we can stay in stock in our current inventory and our key inventory that drives this business and then add incremental segments within this business. And right now, we are just really dumping our money into um, into the inventory that drives you. We'll, we will be adding youth. We'll be adding a full line of youth. It's just got to make a lot of business sense around when we do it. And we can only spend X amount of dollars a year on inventory. And i got to make sure that our core, our core user and our key products to, to um, outfit those people are in stock before I add in other lines. Um, and it's coming, though. My Cash, cash won't let me yeah. not take his money. <laughs> yeah. So hang tight with it, and we'll keep you updated. So he's duck hunting now, too, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's so, so cool. Did he kill three mallards the first time Yeah, that's so I awesome. was a terrible dad. I didn't even take him out and teach him how to shoot a shotgun, like shoot plays or anything. Just yeah. first day out. Yeah, and good... started with, I couldn't get the gun out, then I couldn't get the gun to safety off, and then a couple hours are going through that process Just with clicked, him. clicked, and there he goes. Shot three mallards. Yeah, that's awesome. And then two that's more so next cool. day. Um, yeah. He's like, this is my Proud dad moment. Yes, it was. You had a big weekend. You won his tournament Friday night. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, here's another question for Chad. Came in from Billy Bolton, and he asked, "Chad, have you ever been coos deer hunting in Arizona or Mexico?" I have not. You know, that's uh, definitely something I've I've thought about doing Super quite fun. a bit. Yeah, everyone says that it is yeah. unreal. Um, I just haven't. You know, usually the later season stuff, I think, is when it's typically the best, correct? Yeah, d- late December, January. Uh-huh. Really, Mexico's January. Arizona could be in December through January. So what I've always done was late season whitetail, like Midwest, yeah. Ohio, and stuff, yeah. but. I think one of these years I definitely would like to switch and yeah, go out there and do that. I know with Jay Scott, I think three years ago, down in a Mexico uh, lease that he has, and it was it was really fun. I mean, they're super hard to find. That's what they say, yeah. And there's super a lot elusive. of deer, but the big bucks, I mean, they're just hard to find like anywhere. And it just takes a lot of patience, a yeah. lot of patience, but they're beautiful. They're How would great. you compare them to hunting blacktail here? Totally different. Really? Um, yeah, blacktail here are hard. It just depends where you hunt them. Blacktail mm-hmm. can be easy. You yeah, can hunt a great ranch, as yeah. you know, or they can be incredible. They can be the hardest deer species I mm-hmm. think you can hunt. Uh, what makes coos deer hard is their color, how small they are, and how hard they are to see. Yeah, I mean they just flat out disappear when huh. they want to. If they stop moving, you can't find them. If they bed down, they're basically is gone. the train. Are they more living in like rocky? No, it's they live in like. Um, and, and well, they live in the mountains. They live in rocky stuff. And then the terrain we were hunting in had tall grass, gotcha. which made it really tough. Oh, I bet. Um, and then lots of cactus and um, uh, mesquite type of trees. And uh, it's interesting habitat. It's really cool. 
And that time of year is nice because what else are you can hunt in January? I know. And, yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to go out and do that. Yeah. yeah it's a real, I'll, give it, a I'll give it a try. Blaze, how are we doing on time? Uh, we're at 27 minutes. Okay. Good. Um, keep rolling through some questions. These are some good ones. Yeah. I like it. I like it. And it's nice it doesn't have to be me the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. You're doing a lot better job than I do. Someone said, ask Chad why Abby gets bigger toms. <laughs> that's a good question. She does. So because I'm a damn good guy, that's why. <laughs> oh, really? You're taking the credit. <laughs> no, nah, she killed her first turkey. It's actually her first time ever hunting. She went out by herself, got her hunter safety done. I was out of town on a on a trip, and she's like, "I'm gonna go get it done." Went out, did it. No way. Yep, got it done. And I was like, "All right, I'm gonna take you. I'll, I'll I want to kill a turkey." Oh yeah, it's perfect. She uh, shot a four bearded tom the first time. We, I mean, we had no Never clue. Yeah, four bearded. No. I, I walked up to it and I flipped it over. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> so you just shot like a yeah, two hundred inch deer. Yeah, you never turned yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then, um, so that was with a shotgun. And then the next year, she's like, "Okay, I really want to do it with a bow. Yeah. I want to start bow hunting." So got her a hoy, got her all set up, and uh, she had a couple close calls. I think she missed like three times, really close. She was super frustrated, yeah. but I just told her, you know, we got to keep after. I actually have a, a YouTube video. I filmed the whole hunt, and she ended up hammering this giant tom i think it was like 10 and a half inches but it was like a big round as my wrist i mean awesome. the, the oh dude it was awesome she was super pumped hit it and then it walked over and died like pretty much right in front nice. of us so. here in california or? yep nice. just right here in uh it was out in uh, woodland actually yeah, so not too great far turkey right here. Mm -hmm. yeah, those are so fun springtime it's yeah beautiful here yeah it was so cool that's cool so has she done any other hunts or she just she, been... she killed a wild boar um i took her up to like redding area yeah and so got her her first wild boar. It was crazy, dude. We were stalking in on these pigs, and we have her pig out in this, like, um, like tall grass, probably, you know, knee-high on me, which isn't that that tall. Go but my Yeah. <laughs> so we're sneaking in on it, and uh, all of a sudden a deer comes, a buck comes running up at us, and we're like, what the hell? Like, it's running towards us, sure. and it stops and looks back, and we're like, what the hell is this thing doing? And then it takes off running towards us again, gets like 10 yards from us and finally sees us and bolts. And we're like, that was weird. Yeah. So we're like, whatever. So we start sneaking in on this pig and we're getting Abby set up. And I look behind us and I see something walking our direction, probably 80 yards behind us. And I'm like, what, is it? what the hell is that? And I put my binos of mountain lion. Oh, was stalking it really? in I think it was stalking that deer, blew the deer out and then just didn't know we were there, just walking right in on us. Oh, Comes yeah. like 80 yards and then turns and like walks up the hill. That's crazy. Yeah, it was. You know, it's interesting to see, I'm hearing more and more people see it. I mean, we know we got a mountain lion problem here. Mm -hmm. You guys know, but we can't hunt mountain lions in, in California and the population's going <clears> nuts. Yeah. And I put up some truck cameras on water for blacktails and have five, six cats no on, way. on the truck cameras. It's going to problem. I'm, see, I'm hearing more and more people saying, I'm seeing them mm -hmm. encounters like that. And it's, that's the first time I've seen one in California. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I know I've been around them probably you know, my whole life. Time. But that's yeah. the crazy part. Yeah, that's the scary yeah. part. You don't see them very often, but I'm hearing more and more of these kind of encounters like that. Middle of the day. Yeah. Or or you're on a hunt and, and seeing them out, you know, times when uh, we never see them. Mm -mm. It's, it's not It's certainly good, a problem here. And now we got wolves. Yeah. And now yeah. they're going to let us manage the wolves correctly. So <laughs> yeah. who knows? I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. We yeah, might not exactly. be hunting in California well, too much longer. Probably not. <laughs> Democrats, yeah. liberals out of their way. <laughs> so I think we've got time for one more question. Um, and this came in from Chris Manka, and he asked, winning UFC fight or nailing a trophy bowl? <laughs> that's a great that's question. A one. more gratifying. Uh, are we talking like a UFC title fight or just a big Yeah, a big fight a, in yeah. a big bowl. Like, oh, it's got to be a big fight in a big bowl. Like huge fight, 400-inch bowl. 
Or are they just totally different? They're pretty similar. I mean, I would think so. They're pretty similar, yeah. yeah. As far as like the feeling goes, um, I would probably have to say the fight. So then I get the payday, and then I can go hunt the bull. <laughs> there you go. So we, <laughs> but as far as feelings go, for me, honestly, that's going to be a tough one. That, that might be a tie. I don't know. I don't yeah. know which one I could choose. Yeah. Just got a couple of questions for you. So you've been doing, I've noticed you on your Instagram, you're doing some training, right? Yep. Because you don't want to lose what you've built, yeah. right? And so how often are you still training? When I'm in town, every day I do oh, something. You do? Yep. We'll do, I'll do something with a straight the rise, or, Yep, yep. Yeah. So we were on uh, 17th and I Street, but we just yeah. closed that gym and moved to 65th yeah, and Folsom. Yeah. Brand new, state of the art, big gym. Yeah, um, that is nice when you come down and check it out. Yeah, you got to come check oh, it out. It's awesome. We have a cafe up top. The front's like anyone can come in and just you know look over the the, the banister and just watch us training all the pros down below. It's fun to watch, by the way. It's just impressive. beating the crap out of each other, and yeah, <laughs> you go in the back and it's a whole set. fitness area. So oh, there's. Cool whole crossfit area there's yoga studio down below um there's some mats and bags in the back nice. as well um just free weights and treadmills and stuff like that and then too. you did a um i saw you win some sort of was it a grappling tournament oh, yeah, yeah. or what was it a grappler was it uh that was submission underground what um, was that so chel sonnen's actually he's like the promoter for it yeah, but okay. um it's just straight grappling they have their own set of rules um i ended up going against uh um jeff glover he was a black belt yeah. world champ and uh I think everyone was kind of counting me out. I think I was supposed to lose that. To <laughs> I went in there and I beat them. So, Did you? Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's awesome. <laughs> um, how much, so when you're training, like you're doing some, you're punching, like what have you, what have you been doing to, to stay kind of that skill set of being, so you don't lose it to fight, yep. but not burning Overtake. yourself out in the process, right? I just kind of mix and match yeah. days of what I do. So like Some striking, some yep, grappling. Some days, a lot, a lot of it right now, I'm doing more strength and conditioning, so I'm keeping the strength up. Keeping my my conditioning, you know, not obviously like championship. Pre-fight. Yeah. yeah, but not to where I'm yeah. just like a flat fat slob, you know. Mm -hmm. So I keep that up, and then uh, I'll, I'll mix and match. So one day I'll do just like maybe mitts, so it's just straight yeah. boxing. I'll do pro so practice great. where it's kind of a mix of everything, yeah. um, just wrestling, yeah. you know, jujitsu. Just kind of mix and match yeah. and, and bounce around day to day. Yeah. And then that, what's, what, how far in advance training camp start? Typically 10 weeks out is oh, when we weeks. start buckling down. 8 to 10 weeks, it depends. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's when it's and just that falls like to the wall. There all day doing different things. Yeah, I mean, not to burn yourself out. Yeah, not here, but ramp in on fitness. Yep. The toughest part is not getting burnt out because you got so many different things you have to train. Yeah. So you need the cardio, the strength and conditioning stuff. Um, you still have to work your wrestling, so you got to do a wrestling workout. Yeah. Boxing, you got to do boxing workouts. Kickboxing, yeah. um, um, the jujitsu, um, and then basically all the pro presses. So you, yeah. you have to spar too. So it's like. There's so many different aspects to it that you have to train and stay sharp on, especially this day and age yeah. in the sport. But um, you just you just got to like fine line of okay, I know this is the second workout of the day. My body's feeling a little run down. Tomorrow I'm maybe going to do one lighter workout or two lighter yeah. workouts, and then you know you just got to kind of play it out sure. throughout throughout sure. your weeks. But um, how much of the camp do you do you adjust based on who you're fighting? Um, like you go, this guy's, you know, he's, he struggles with ground games, so we're going to focus on that? Or do you just always work it on your all around? Like all you typically same? do everything, but like we'll watch video and tape yeah. on a guy. If we see his weaknesses or what his strengths are, we'll 
we'll just mix and match like the training. We'll we'll put more. Say he's like a really good jiu-jitsu guy. Yeah. We'll work a lot of jits, and then maybe a stand-up's weak, so we'll work a lot of stand-up, that. knowing that we're gonna. Take advantage of that. Yep, kind of sprawl and brawl type stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. just don't let him get us to the ground and just beat the crap yeah. out of him. <laughs> Such an awesome so, sport. Yeah. I'm so glad I don't do it. It's so fun to watch, though. Oh, we're I don't crazy. Know how you, like when that cage shut, I'd be like, oh my god, uh, I'm so scared. There's there's times where you that. Cage closes, and you're like, what the hell's wrong with me? Yeah, why do I get myself <laughs> yeah. into this for a Jeez, and then you just get in there and brawl. But That's yeah. awesome. It's fun to watch. I can't wait to see you get back in there. I can't wait. Well, hey, thanks for uh, logging on today, Chad. Always good to awesome, see you, man. man. Thank I'm you. so glad you're doing well. Don't yeah. surprise me. It's great to see you again. Thanks for having and, me. And uh, another great Facebook Live and, and Instagram Live. And uh, thanks for everybody taking the time today and tuning in. We thanks, guys. more flattering yeah. than people that was cool. listening to you and I yeah, talk. Yeah, right? <laughs> All right. Sorry about we'll that. see you next week. See ya.